The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, BMS Builders, Seared Chop House, The Gavigan Agency, Taft, Taft & Hagler, Tiebreakers and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into the show. We've got a big one planned for you. It is round two of the state playoffs in high school football coming up. We say this Friday night, but several schools have already moved their games to Thursday, so we'll update that situation. It is a fluid one as we speak. We're going to talk with the head coach of the Rose High Rampants, Will Bland. His Rampants advance to the second round. They've got a tough test coming up in round two. We'll talk with Toy Now, the head coach at Newburn. His Bears undefeated on the year and our favorite in the 4A ranks. We'll talk with Brian Paschal at Riverside coming up in just a bit. We'll talk with Chris Cherry. Now, his South Central Falcons aren't in the playoffs, but all of a sudden, the basketball coach is the football coach. So we're going to talk to Coach Cherry about that situation. Sean Murphy from JP2 will join us to talk eight-man football and Jeff Craddock, the fine coach at Tarboro, the back-to-back defending state champs will join us at the end of our show. We'll kick it off with Coach Bland at Rose, and it's coming up after this. Oh, that's my piece of the shakaroni. That's the biggest one we make. They donate the dollar from every shakaroni to the Papa John's Foundation. Dang, that's huge. If the hoop was as big as that pizza, maybe it'd have made some of your free throws. <laughs> Somebody save me a slice. Where'd he come from? <laughs> Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at PapaJohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates! Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! All anniversaries are special, but because it's Bostick Sug Furniture's 85th anniversary extravaganza, we packed a lot into our big extravaganza with not one, not two, but three ways to save. Extra 10% off, plus 1937 local delivery, plus six months special financing on all in-stock and custom orders. Change your mattress, change your life, and get 48 months special financing during the big 85th anniversary extravaganza on now at Bostick Sug Furniture. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around. Guaranteed. This is John Gavigan with the Gavigan Agency. Our top priority is doing what is best for our members. Whether you are buying a new vehicle, a new home, protecting your family with life insurance, or filing a claim, our agency will be there every step of the way. Our goal is to become a trusted advisor for you and your family for all of your personal and commercial insurance needs. Give us a call in Greenville at 756-1400 for a car, home, business, or life insurance quote today. And give us the opportunity to show you the benefits of doing business with someone who cares. BMS Builders is your premier custom builder in eastern North Carolina. With homes in Blackwood, Mills Creek, Dalton's Cove and Farmville, and Belmar and Aiden, they're constantly expanding. Now to Laurel Glen and Sarah's Way, plus the new duplex community at Abigail Trails. BMS Builders can build the home of your dreams. Just ask Dr. Dennis Ross in Greenville or ECU football coach Mike Houston. They built their homes and they can build yours as well. Call 916-1578 for BMS Builders. Pirate Radio. An actual pirate. Obviously. Duh. The voice of the Pirate Nation. 
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. Hi, welcome back on this Monday, talking high school football on to round number two of the state playoffs. And I'm telling you what, after Friday night, we lost a lot of teams from our area. Some of the teams that we still have include J.H. Rose. The Rampants in the 3A bracket are the 14 seed at 8-3, and three, but they face a tough test going down to Fayetteville to take on undefeated 71st coming up in the second round on Friday night. Or it could be moved up to Thursday night. We've got uh, Will Bland, the head coach of the Rampants on with us right now and coach have you guys talked about changing that uh, day for the game yet just wait and see what everybody's going to do uh so it's up in the air uh, i want to put it past them but uh you know we just gonna prepare like um we got a short week and if we are fortunate enough to play friday then we, we just get an extra week extra day when you look at this uh this football team at 71st uh, undefeated on the year 11 and 0 what worries you about this team um, you know they've been this. Uh, they've been like this in the past. You know, last year they were undefeated. They were a very great, good football team. They got a great, two great running backs. Um, the quarterbacks back. Um, they got a lot of pieces back on the offense. So, um, they're very explosive on the offense. So we can try to um, slow them down a little bit in the offense and um, help ourselves out. That would um, help. I think the defense is um, young. I think the defense last year was um, older group. So um, they're young on the back end this year. So uh, we can uh, get our passing game going a little bit. We'll be all right. Your team uh, this year had it rolling pretty good with just one loss until late. And then you play Newburn and the Bears uh, really put it to you. And then you had that close game with Havelock. And that game with Havelock was so important for seeding uh, purposes because you wouldn't be going to Fayetteville 71st if you could have gotten that win over the Rams. But you didn't get that win, and, and now you're in a spot. But they say, you know, the old adage is you're going to have to beat the best to be the best, so you're going to have to play them at some point. But when you look at your team right now, I, I think you found some magic back against Cape Fear, didn't you? Yes, sir. I mean, um, they came back. You know, them two losses were tough on us, but, um, you know, we've been in this predicament before. We have a bunch of kids that came back last year. You know, we started off 0-3 last year, and they fought back. So our kids are resilient. Um, they um, stick to the coaches, coaching, and uh, we went out there and we played a great game on Friday night, and now we're just looking forward to this next matchup. Friday against Cape Fear, you had a close game uh, up until probably uh, late in the first half, and you blocked a punt and got the touchdown there. That was a big play. It was, and we're in the play before it was when we um, he kicked our kicker a punt, uh, punt at a fifty-two yard, pinned him in the, on the nine, and the defense bowed the neck, and then we forced a punt, and we got that, and then um, it helped the offense a lot because we was in a little bit of a standstill on the offensive side of the ball, and once that happened, then we started rolling a little bit on the offense but I thought the defense played a great game last week they did what they were supposed to and and allowed the offense to get to get their feet under them and then we were able to put the points on the board and that's kind of what you're looking for this time of year because you know every game is going to be against a quality opponent which you're probably used to playing in that big Carolina 3A 4A Right, and that's that's the benefit of playing in this um, conference. I mean, you, night in, night out, you're going to play the, um, some great teams. Um, you might be fortunate enough to win against them. You might not, but you're going you're to get the best of the best, and that's going to help you um, for the playoff run. And I thought our conference is one of the toughest in, in, in the whole state, so we're battle-tested, so is everybody else in the conference. Jacksonville went on the road and beat a very good Rocky Mount team in that first round matchup and now the Cardinals take on Havelock which is a rematch in the big Carolina 3A4A when you when you look at, at how good your conference is year in and year out I mean you, you're never disappointed Oh, you're not. You're not. And it's all about hitting that right time and being able to roll. And, you know, Jacksonville did it again last year. They um they got in the playoffs and they started rolling and made it all the way to the Eastern Finals. And same with us. We started rolling midway through the season and got in the playoffs. And then it's all about riding, riding that wave. And you can stay on top of that wave um, for a long haul. You might make it back to the state championship game. The number one seed in the 3A East bracket is Northern Nash. And Northern Nash has a tough matchup. They play Southern Nash, the big rivals of Firebirds and the uh, Knights of Northern Nash in that half of the bracket. That's in the other half as far as what you're looking at. Uh, you're looking at Lee County, North Brunswick as far as the next game would be concerned. Scotland County and Terry Sanford also in that side of the bracket, as is Williams. And the number two seed is Eastern Alamance at 10-1. and one. So there are some very good teams in this 3A uh, East bracket remaining after round one, Arthur, coach. There, and, you know, 
if you, if you can make it around to you, you're pretty good. Doesn't matter what your record is. You, if you went in first round, you upset some people. You you're doing what you're supposed to. Do. You're peaking at the right time. So it's all about executing, staying healthy, and then um, knowing your opponent. If you know your opponent, and we're very familiar with um, 71st, so are they with us? If we can go out there and just execute um, like we did in the last couple of times we played, then we'll be all right. Does it help a team like yours that, that has so many players back from last year that, that went through that 3A East bracket last year? You know, you guys were the underdogs in several games and you raced right through that and really played your best football in the postseason. Does that help now this year? It does. It does because, um, and I tell our guys a lot of times, I mean, like, uh, we're still the underdogs. Um, you know, we made it there last year. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't win it at the end, but, you know, we're coming back to this year. Um, we're still the underdogs in a lot of the games we play, so I'm trying to tell them it's, it's us against the world mentality. You you got you got to play for each other, play for yourself, your community, um, and then good things will happen. And we can go out there and play for each other and hold everybody accountable, then we should be all right. What has to happen for you guys to have success on Friday night? Well, we got to get out of there. Um, first, we got to uh, we got to make sure we control what we control. That means the bus ride down. Cause, you know, there's another two and a half hours. So you know, they say you got to give a uh, home team 14 points for that long ride. But we want to try to minimize that. Make sure we stay focused on the bus ride there. And then when we get there, um, uh, get back to our P's and Q's, get with our coaches and stuff, and then um, get some. Um, hopefully we can get some upsets and get some turnovers and get some um, big plays that can um, help us uh, push us through a victory. All right, Coach Bland, thanks so much for your time. We're going to uh, let you go, get ready for 71st. It's going to be a long bus ride, as you said, but uh, good luck to those rampants on Friday night. I appreciate it. Thanks for all we have me on. All right, that's Will Bland, the head football coach at J.H. Rose. Rose in 71st in the 3A bracket. Now we turn to the 4A bracket. And the champs in the big Carolina 4A, 3A, the undefeated champions, the Newburn Bears. And they absolutely raced through the big Carolina 4A, 3A conference this year. They had just a tremendous season for their head coach, Tory Now. And Coach Now joins us from Newburn to preview his matchup. He's got the 18th seed, Hoggard, at 8-3 and uh, coming to Newburn this week. Coach Now, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you guys today? Doing just great. We appreciate you being on with us. Uh, preview the matchup a little bit. You've got Hogwood coming to town, and and when you think of Wilmington football, you, you know you you think year in and year out they play pretty good football. New Hanover, Hogwood, that kind of thing. They they've got some good teams down there. Yes, sir. You know um, we're used to playing against those type of guys. We used to scrimmage Hogwood the first two years when I first got here, and during COVID we kind of got away from it. But um, definitely know that some great football played down there in Wilmington. You know, we started our season off with um, New Hanover, and they're doing really well. When you look at your ball club, let's talk offense first, and you're known for running the football. Aaron Herring's had just another great, great season. Uh, does it worry you that if you face a team that maybe, you know, puts eight, nine in the box and dares you to throw, will you be able to throw it? Will you, will you be able to take advantage of that? I think there's some pretty good coaches in our conference, and that's been done before. You know, yeah. so we kind of seen we kind of seen a lot of different things and different fronts. And yes, we can throw the ball if we want to, but I mean, when you can get six hundred and seven hundred <laughs> the ball. And I think you need to probably stick to what you do best. I agree with you, Coach. I agree. Just run the football because it's not three yards in a cloud of dust with Newburn. It's more like a, a, a 10, 11, 12 yards and uh, the possibility of breaking one. How good of a running back is Aaron? Aaron Aaron is probably one of the better running backs that I've coached in my career. You know, and I've had Savon Tut, and he was really special when I was at Pamlico. But Aaron just brings a different dimension to the game every time he touches the ball. He has a chance to score, you know, and he's not a very big back, but he's very physical and he's a, a strong individual. What kind of offers has he gotten so far? Has he committed? He hasn't committed yet. Um, you know, USC Charlotte offered him. ECU has offered him. A couple of other schools offered him. I think he's just right now just trying to play this year, this season out and see what happens for himself. And you've got such a great defensive line and really for a defensive football team. I mean, you've got some absolute athletes over there led by K.J. Sampson. I mean, he's he's a monster over there on that defensive line, and uh, he's headed to Florida State. Yes, sir. We've been blessed. You know, I'm just super excited about the, the group of kids we have. Of course, you know, these guys have been with me for four years now, you know, and a lot of them have been playing 
since they were freshmen because we took a chance and was like, we're going to go young when I first got here. And they had a lot of success right away. And, of course, defensively, our defensive coordinator, Terrence McCormick, he's a big part of why those guys are so successful on defense right now. When you took over that job, obviously Newburn had struggled a little bit when uh, Bobby Curlings had had to resign. I think Coach Curlings helps you out now some. Uh, what a great guy he is. We missed him when he was gone away from football. But but this job has kind of evolved into something that I, I think – I know you're very proud of what you've been able to accomplish so far, and really you're just getting started. Yes, sir. I'm just thankful. You know, I'm blessed that I get to work with the legend himself, you know. And it keeps you humble because I tell people all the time, even if we go undefeated and win a state championship, it means absolutely nothing because the guy I work with every day has done it three times. <laughs> That's right. So I'm um, definitely excited. Um, Coach Coach Curls is the man. You know, I bother him. I've probably been in his office today probably about three or four times already, you know, just talking about the game plan and different things we could do to make ourselves better. Um, but our kids here are great kids. They gave us a great opportunity to coach them. We coach them hard. And, you know, they they accept the, the coaching that we give them and they produce for what we give them. So that's one of the things I've been proud of the most about our job. And our kids, we have great kids here in New Bern, you know, so that's one of the bigger things about our team that I really love. And you got to like the fact that despite the fact that you're in a 4A, 3A mixed league, you still see great teams week in and week out when you get into conference play. And really, most of the time, if you have a 4A team that's so good, like New Bern, you, you wouldn't see that kind of you, you know the kind of competition in a league around the state when there's a 4A, 3A split. But you see good teams all the time. Absolutely. You know, I tell people all the time, we don't get a lot of credit down here in eastern North Carolina based off our competition that we play against. But um, I tell people all the time, James Rhodes, Havelock, Jacksonville, you know, those schools can beat some 4A teams yeah. that are up these big 4A conferences and – that's the big thing we tell our guys. We know every Friday night we got to compete. You know, we gave up more points to the, the the lower level teams on our on our conference. You know, and those guys compete. Northside Jacksonville. You know, they got players, and we talk to our guys all the time about each team that you play is going to have a player. It doesn't matter what their record is. It's got to bring you a game every time you go out there and play and compete. And, and you mentioned some of those teams. Jacksonville went on the road and beat Rocky Mount, a really good Rocky Mount team. Northside Jacksonville. Man, they had they had them on the ropes for a while, didn't they? Absolutely, see, and that's the thing I tell people all the time. They're not a bad football team. You know, they're just in a conference where everyone else is expected to compete, you know. The thing I tell people all the time here in Craven County, one of the bigger things about us is that we're a football county here. You know, we beat West Craven, but West Craven is going to play in the second round of state playoffs, and they're a top seed. You know, when we beat Havelock, Havelock's going to compete against Rose and all the other things in 3A level, you know, and then there's us. So that's the thing we're used to. The competition level is very high here. We have a lot of great athletes in this area, and people love football here in Craven County. Yeah, they really do. And you've got some outstanding teams in Craven County, some outstanding coaches too. And I know it's kind of like here in Pitt County. Everybody wants to beat the other team, but when you get together at the end of the day, there's a lot of respect that goes on between the coaches. Absolutely. You know, Coach Wooten is doing a heck of a job down there. And I'm Havelock, and, you know, Coach Twitchell's doing his thing in the 2A classification over there at West Craven. So I definitely commend those two guys for what they're doing with their programs, and I'm glad they're bringing a bright light to um, Craven County football. All right, let's talk about Hoggard a little bit. They come to town as the 18 seed, 8-3, and three, taking on 11-0 Newburn and the Bears. What do you see in this Hoggard team? Well, they lost to some pretty good football teams, you know. They lost to North Brunswick, and that score was like 7-0, 8-0, one of those scores. Then they lost to Wake Forest earlier in the year, and then they lost to New Hanover. And, you know, New Hanover's been playing on fire ever since they played against us. So um, we know that they're going to be a great football team. They're always going to be well coached. You know, their coach does a great job of coaching those guys up, and them, those guys are going to be disciplined. And we understand that we got to play our best game in order to be able to compete and win the next ball game. I don't pretend to be the smartest guy out there, but we did put Newburn as the number one team in our Touchdown Friday Top 9 in our preseason poll, and the Bears ran the table at 10-0 and and stayed at number one all year long. So congratulations on that, Coach, and uh, just congratulations on an outstanding season. And as we've said, the Bears aren't done yet, are they? Yes, sir. A big thing we talk about with our guys is uh, we're not fool. We can't be fool. You know, and I think that kind of happened last year. We kind of got fooled a little too early. 
and things didn't go our way in the playoffs. So we want to make sure that we remain humble and just focused on what's the task at hand. All right, Coach, thanks so much for your time on this Monday. Good luck against Hagrid on Friday night. Hey, thank you guys so much, and go Bears. All right, Tori now joining us from New Bern, the head coach of the Bears. Does such a great job with that New Bern football program. We'll take a commercial break right now. Brian Pascal, head coach at Riverside. He's been around a little bit. Washington, D.H. Conley, but he's got his Riverside Knights into the second round. And later, Chris Cherry, the athletic director and basketball coach at South Central, is now the football coach. And we'll hear from Coach Cherry as well. Back with more on this Monday on the Brian Bailey Show, right after this. We all have seniors in our life who may need a little extra help with technology. University PC Care's Quick Helps are affordable, in-store, short appointments designed for seniors who may need a little TLC to help with setting up a new computer, help with email or passwords, or help with the latest online scam. They don't need to fear technology anymore. Call 252-558-1280 to schedule an in-store Quick Helps appointment for Greenville or New Bern. Learn more at universitypccare.com. UBE and PirateWear.com is excited to offer Pirate Nation the largest selection of new ECU merchandise and tailgate supplies ever. UBE has the best prices in town, so that makes UBE your one-stop shop for all things ECU. UBE does daily restocks of Champion, Adidas, and Under Armour. Don't forget to bring your young pirates in to plunder the Crow's Nest, which is the only kid's store dedicated to ECU. Plenty of free parking uptown in Greenville. Visit them at PirateWear.com. Go Pirates! Before anyone walks into your business, the outside is what they see. Make sure your first impression is a good impression with the right curb appeal. Hi, this is Daniel Andrews from Dan Andrews Lawn Service. We specialize in making your business look great. Let us handle all your professional landscaping needs. We do it all so you don't ever have to worry. Residential services are also available. Call us today at 717-8006 and we'll come out and give you a free quote. Taking care of your landscaping needs is all we do and we've been doing it for over 20 years. You can trust our reliable team at Dan Andrews Lawn Service covering all of Eastern North Carolina. Every team knows that two-point play can be a winning move. That's why I'm here. State Farm agent Timothy Sawyer and my team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money. So go for the win and score some savings by combining your home and auto. It's just another way we're here to help life go right. Call me, Timothy Sawyer, at 493-0002 today. You're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Go Pirates! Arg. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Trying to get up with Brian Pascal, the head football coach at Riverside. And we are working on him right now. Also trying to get up with Chris Cherry, who is the athletic director and basketball coach at South Central High School. And he recently was announced that he will take over the football program as well. And I don't think I've seen that in my 38 years at WNCT in Eastern North Carolina. So we're looking forward to talking with Coach Cherry about that coming up in just a bit. Riverside, by the way, will play Thursday night against North Edgecombe. North Edgecombe is the number nine seed in the 1A East bracket, and Riverside is the number eight seed, and that game has been moved to Thursday. We have Coach Cherry on with us live right now. Chris Cherry, the head basketball coach, the athletic director, and now he's the head football coach at South Central High School. And I sent him a text the other day. I said, Coach, I can retire tomorrow and become your offensive coordinator. And and he didn't take me up on the offer. But, Coach, uh, congratulations, I guess, on your new role over at South Central. Hey, thanks, Brian. Uh, it was good to talk to you as always. What do you what are you thinking about with trying to, to do both? Because those are very difficult positions to have at the same time. Uh, are you going to do less basketball now, or, or what's the plan? Oh no, I'm be one hundred. I'm be one hundred percent committed to uh, to both sports and my athletic director duties. Um, uh, you know, I got a real good basketball staff, uh, so we're we're, we're going to be just fine. Um, you know, I'm going to be committed to doing it all, giving it up my all. If I couldn't give it my all, I wouldn't wouldn't have accepted the opportunity. I know that uh, in in your past, uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you were an assistant. Some was it down in Plymouth? You were assistant on that sideline. 
Yes, I was the offensive coordinator there for seven years. Okay, I, I thought that was the case. Uh, when did you get the idea that, hey, maybe I'll just take this thing? Well, it was a long, uh, drawn-out process between myself and um, and my principal, Mr. Cannon. Um, we just looked at this, uh, the state of the program, where we were um, staff-wise within the school, and uh, we both thought that, you know, this was the best decision at the time. You know, people don't understand when you hire high school coaches, you know, teacher positions and all that have to fit. And so, you know, you got to do the best you can with what you have. And so, but we're determined that we're going to get this thing turned around. Uh, had a great meeting with the kids. They're excited. After they got over the shock factor, they're excited, jacked up. And so we just ready to get going and try to build this thing. They got over the shock factor. Were they looking for round balls instead of the oval ones on the football field after you met with them? I mean, that is a little bit of a shock. Well, yeah, it was, it was a shock to them. But, you know, like I said, they were excited once, you know, that little two or three minute uh, went by. They were, you know, really excited about getting to work and um, understanding that I do have an extensive uh, background in football. And just, just ready to get to work, man. You know, it's no um, – no magic dust you sprinkle on anything you coach you know you got to put that sweat equity into it you know get out and get to work and uh you'll start to see results what do you have to do now as the head football coach at south central to get that thing turned around uh first thing we got to do is we, we we've got to improve on our on our weight program we've got to get our kids bigger stronger and faster you know this is a monster football league probably uh one of the best in the state and you know we've got to be able to win from tackle to tackle you know Football, football hasn't changed a lot over the years. You know, you, you know, you get you know the tempo and the no huddles and all that. But you know, football games are won from tackle to tackle, and we we have to be able to compete up front. And that's hard to do. I know college coaches will tell you all the time that 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 recruiting linemen, especially defensive linemen, is so very difficult, and offensive linemen the same thing. It's it's just hard to find those big kids. You know, in high school, you kind of find them. You know, in the middle school ages and that kind of thing, and you have to you have to kind of mold them from there. But that's even harder. Oh yes. Well, you um, you know, you're not necessarily going to have the have this ideal size all the time at high school. You just you just want to get you some tough, tough physical kids that want to hit. And, you know, they got to teach them techniques, and, and, and you go from there. Uh, we're excited about it. I'm excited about it. I can't wait to see Coach Cherry on the sideline. Now, what are we looking at offensively for these Falcons? Are uh, you going to you know, spread things out and, and you know, go wide open? Are we going to three yards in a cloud of dust? What are we looking at? We're going to be multiple um, offensively. Um, be multiple offensively, uh, multiple formations, uh, and basically get the ball into our best players' hands. I mean, you know, you don't want to have four wide receivers out there if only two of them can catch it. You know, so you want to take advantage of, of what you have. And, you know, we want our strength to always be uh, being able to, to run the football. And so we, we have to establish that. you got to establish that in the weight room. And I would say that, that, you know, I've seen programs that were down before. I remember when my son came through at Conley and their program was down. And what happens with a down program is, is that the student body doesn't really, you know, it doesn't get behind the program, kind of, you know, maybe even ridicules some of the players because the program is not doing what it should be doing. So the first thing you really got to do is you got to get that thing turned around. You got to get the mindset where kids want to be. Because I'm telling you, if I'm a basketball player and I'm in the South Central School District, I I want to play for Chris Cherry. I want to be on that South Central basketball team because we're going to win games. We're going to win championships. And that's the mindset you got to get in football, isn't it? Oh, yes. Well, I, you know, I, I say it all the time. You know, the football program is the heartbeat of the school. Yeah. Because, you know, it's in the fall, right at the beginning of the year, you know, and you, you know, you get to that Labor Day weekend and you 2-0, and 3-0, the school's upbeat, you know, the students who want to come out and, and support the team. And so, you know, we we just got to do it, and we got to – but we got to do it now in the offseason with the weight program. You know, you can't wait till August 1st and decide, oh, I want to be good. It's too late now. You got to put that work in early, that sweat equity, and that's what we're going to do. I tell you, and we see that sweat equity. I know uh, Rose has their summer heat program that's, that's kind of rural famous. You hear how hard that they work. I know Nate Connor over at D.H. Conley does such a great job with that program, and, and you really got to have that in place. And guys guys have to buy into that first. Oh, yeah, that, those, those are the type of guys, you know, we want. And you know, I had a real good conversation with, with, with the guys on Friday, you know, and I told them we want everyday guys. You know, we don't want 
We don't want Mondays and Thursday guys or Tuesday, Friday guys. We want everyday guys, everyday that's willing to put in that sweat equity. That's what we want to build a program on is everyday guys. And it's like I told them, you know, if you're not an everyday guy, I'm still going to love you, but I got to I got to move you to the side and I got to get an everyday guy in your spot. Got to get those everyday. And that's the way it is in life in general. You got to have your everyday guys that, that are going to work with you every day of the week and, and be behind you no matter what happens. All right. So if you had Dayron Sharp now and now you're the football coach, is he a tight end? No, dog, dog. Dayron Sharp is going to be in there working on his drop step game. <laughs> So, so we're not, some of the basketball players will play both sports, but but if they're a certain level, they're going to work on basketball, right? Yeah, we will work on basketball <laughs> and work. Now, 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 he can be a football player when it comes to being, being in that weight room and putting in that sweat equity, but we don't want those those 16 knees getting hit. <laughs> I agree with you. I just had that thought come to me that, you know, the basketball coach and the football coach may fight over some of these athletes, and now he's the same guy at South Central. And he's the athletic director, so you report to the same guy. I mean, you got, you're wearing all the hats. Well, you know, sometimes in life, you know, you got several options. You can sit back, cry, moan, and complain about a situation, or you can put your head down grind and make the best of the situation and i'm always you know me for years i'm always a grinder i'm going to always you know do what's best for the program and you know we just decided right now this is what's best for the program so there's no more griping and complaining about the situation what you have what you don't have we're just going to get down grind and do the work and we're looking forward to it. One of our favorite coaches around is Chris Cherry. He does a great job as AD, great job as basketball coach, and now he's going to be on the sideline over at South Central. I'm looking forward to August now and football season. Coach, thanks so much for your time to uh, talk to us about this decision. And uh, if you need anything our way, please give us a call. Looking forward to it, though, seeing you in basketball coming up very soon and then, of course, in football next year. Hey, no, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh be ready to have your headsets ready so we can hire you as an analyst. There you go. Yeah, I'll be an analyst. I'll be one of those unpaid assistants. I know what you're talking about. All right, Chris Cherry from South Central joining us. We'll take another commercial break coming up later on in our show. Sean Murphy from JP2 does a great job in eight-man football. We're going to hear from him. Jeff Craddock from Tarboro also going to join us. This is the Brian Bailey Show on a Monday. A short week for East Carolina Pirate football playing Cincinnati on Friday night. Back with more on our show after this. This isn't your regular cola, so this isn't your regular cola ad. No beach parties or family barbecues here, just Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. So forget everything you thought you knew about soda, because that nitrogen gives us a whole new experience. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. You don't pour this like any other cola. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. Can your cola do that? I didn't think so. Unless you've got your own Nitro Pepsi, in which case, cheers to your great taste. Because you already know that the only thing better than the pour is the unapologetic cola taste. What else is there to say? From the creamy foam to the smooth texture to its unbelievably delicious flavor, this is cola like you've never had it before. Time to bring your taste buds to the next frontier. Nitro Pepsi. Smooth. Creamy. Delicious. The best burgers around. Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all-new Tiebreakers in Winterville do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger-themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best. Everybody loves burgers. Do you find it hard to stay healthy during the holidays? You're not alone. The secret is in all of what you eat. At Kinetic Physical Therapy and Wellness, we have certified dietitians to provide you with accurate advice on the eating plan and lifestyle choices that you need to make to help you live well. You need more than just an internet search to be able to get a plan that fits your unique needs. Your dietitian will customize an eating plan that is specific to your goals, your budget, and your lifestyle while providing coaching along the way. Sign up today at kptonline.com. 
The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier American-style restaurant and bourbon bar. Join us at the Rick House for mouth-watering steaks and made-from-scratch pastas. Check out the 16-ounce cowboy steak or the seafood delight pasta. Join us for our legendary brunch on Sundays from 10 to 2. The Rick House can feed your larger crowds with off-site catering and room for 125 in our adjacent banquet hall. The Rick House, American Provisions and Spirits, 710 Red Banks Road beside the bowling alley in Greenville. I'm Michael Vaughn with East Coast Grading and Utilities. Many of you know my dad, David Vaughn, and his work in putting in subdivisions all over Pirate Nation. But East Coast Grading and Utilities is not just for those type of big jobs. We're here for the homeowners, whether it's concrete, driveways, hauling rock or sand, whatever you need, East Coast Grading and Utilities can get the job done. Call us at 252-531-7494 or check us out on Facebook at East Coast Grading and Utilities. This is Amanda Houston, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Go Pirates! You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Breaking news, uh, Will Bland just sent us a text, and Rose will be playing on Thursday night at 7.30 on the road at Fayetteville 71st. So that's uh, three or four games that I know of that have been moved to Thursday from Friday coming up. All right, Sean Murphy's now on the line with us. His uh, JP2 Saints set for the semifinals in the NCISAA eight-man semifinals after being Halifax Academy 35-7. JP2 will take on Rocky Mountain Academy coming up on we hope Friday night, maybe Thursday night. We'll find out now because Parrot Academy has also changed their game to Thursday this week. Sean Murphy joins us. Coach Murphy, how are you? Uh, doing great. Doing great. I appreciate you having me on the radio today to talk about our game. And uh, yeah, we're still waiting. Uh, and you maybe give it a few more hours to determine whether we're going to move it to Thursday or continue with Friday. What's your gut feeling? Because you have artificial turf over there, so you've got a little bit of an advantage on some of these schools. But uh, I guess if everybody else goes Thursday, you kind of have to go with the flow almost, don't you? Yeah, I, you know what? But I would say now the turf is great. Uh, we in, in terms of you know and the the drainage on it. I mean, we could really play in a in a hurricane and have you know a ton of rain, and the field would be fine. But I just think from a uh, from a spectator standpoint and maybe the safety, we probably will play it Thursday night just because we know we're going to have dry weather. And uh, I'm just waiting on getting some uh, feedback from the officials and, uh, and our administration sort of making a final decision. But I think that's where we're leaning. The last game of the year when you guys uh, played Parrot Academy didn't go your way. Does that give you extra motivation, you think, in, in this little eight-man tournament, this eight-team tournament, rather, for eight-man football, that, that you know you want to get back to that championship game, you want to play Parrot again? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, sometimes uh, there's lots of, lots of lessons you learn from a loss, and I think, uh, you know, sometimes it brings you back to earth a little bit, and uh, it humbles you. And I think it also can keep you motivated. And I, you know, saw, um, you know, as I said, and it's hard to, to go undefeated an entire year. So I think the loss was, was in some ways a good thing. And, I, and I, I think I could see a little more motivation in our kids after the loss, a little more determination, especially the week of practice leading up to the Halifax game. So we're kind of, uh, you know, we, we've got, you know, sometimes when you beat an opponent, uh, sometimes it's a little tougher to get the kids up for it because they've already played them. They already kind of know their their strengths and weaknesses. So I think having lost a parent, that could be a great motivation. However, we beat Rocky Mount uh, earlier in the season. So, again, it's, it's, again, keeping the kids on track and motivated and staying focused. You beat Rocky Mountain Academy on the road, 48-24. That was way back on September the 16th. Now they come to Greenville to take on uh, JP2. Rocky Mountain Academy at 6-3, and three, and your ball club is at 10-1 and one on the season. When you look at this Rocky Mountain Academy team, what do you see on tape? Uh, their quarterback's excellent. Uh, he's pretty dynamic. He's, uh, he's got an out, you know, outstanding arm. He's uh, good in the pocket, can run. He's elusive. Uh, you know, the, the problem with Rocky Mountain and with a lot of the eight-man teams, to be quite honest, is, you know, a lot of their kids have to go both ways. Where we get a little bit of a break, and that's an edge that we have, is, you know, when my offense comes off the field, I can go over, I can talk to the entire offensive line, uh, our skill guys, and we can make adjustments. Where a lot of the eight-man teams, you know, four or five, six of those kids have got to go from offense to defense. Uh, and, a lot, and that's one of the things with Rocky Mountain. They get a lot of kids that go both ways. 
So as the game progresses, they start to wear out a little bit. And with Ryan, you know, Roseboro's our tailback, and he's 320 pounds. After a while, hitting him 20 or 30 times, uh, you know, it, it takes it, it takes it, it takes its toll on the kids physically. So, but they've got a good team. They've got some really good athletes, um, and we expect it to be a really good football game and uh, you know a, a real test for us. Uh, and if we want to get to where we want to go, and that's to win a state championship. We've got to take care of business this week. And you've come closer to state championships the last two years. Ryan Roseboro, every time I see him and I'm playing, the first thought I say to myself is, I'm glad I'm not trying to tackle him because he is so big and strong and it gets through, and especially, I guess, in the eight-man deal because you know, you're kind of running between the tackles, and, and he's just he's just a man out there, isn't he? He is, and you know what? He's done it against the 11-man teams as well. You know, We played Fork Union, who's I uh, had always had a pretty good reputation for eleven man football, and we play. You know, we played five eleven man teams. And he does it against them as well, and uh, uh, I mean, he's a beast, and he's rushed for over two thousand yards, and he's athletic for his size, and he's three hundred twenty pounds, and can do things that a lot of one hundred fifty pound kids can't do. He can catch the football, as I said, he's uh, he's got deceptive speed, so he's uh, he's been a. Uh, you know, one of the reasons why we've been so successful running the football, and like I said, he's been uh, he's been great to coach, and uh, we're certainly going to miss him when he graduates, and that's why we don't want it to end just yet. Um, I want to see, you know, I, I, we definitely want him to have a couple more opportunities and uh, hopefully win a state championship. Funny story, uh, after you you lost to the Parrot Academy Patriots in that last game, we interviewed Matt Beeman. I was actually in Utah for the East Carolina game, and I was watching it on the bus, but he called me out because he, he said he, somehow I gave the motivation because we had your team ranked in our touchdown Friday top nine and because you were undefeated the whole year and, and you kind of moved up yeah. throughout the season. So maybe I can give you, give you some motivation. Maybe that'll give you guys some motivation. But I, was, I, I couldn't believe he mentioned me by name and said, yeah, well, Brian, had them ranked all year but you've had a great great season you deserve the ranking and uh, it's been fun to watch and i know the future is very bright because you're going to 11 man and and that's that's gonna be a lot of fun too it is it's really you know it's kind of the next step i mean we've been to we've been very successful on the eight-man level and really the, the goal was was to grow the program grow it the right way uh bringing good student athletes and um now our numbers have gotten to the point where you know we have 46 this year, and it's only, in fairness to the eight-man schools, uh, it only makes sense for us to, to move up to 11-man, and it's it's kind of the next the next step in the process. And um, we're getting it. What's great is we have uh, a lot of kids from the middle schools and uh, you know some in the surrounding area that have interest in our school now, from an athletic standpoint, and the fact that we're going to 11-man football. And to be honest with you, we're, we're getting. Um, you know, with Ryan, Ryan's been getting a lot of uh, interest on the college level, and we've got a couple kids that have gotten a lot of college interest. So that also helps, too, because kids find out that, you know, we can go to JP, too, and still have an opportunity to play on the next level if we've got the, you know, got the ability. So it's, uh, it's something we're all looking forward to, and it's just part of, you know, as our school continues to grow, it's kind of the next step. JP2 and Rocky Mountain Academy right now scheduled for Friday. Could be moved to Thursday. We'll, of course, keep you updated as will JP2 on Twitter and that kind of thing. But, Coach, good luck this week in round uh, two of the state playoffs. And for you guys, it's the semifinals. So, best of luck. Great. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can, uh, we'll be talking next week about the state championship. There you go. Sean Murphy, head coach at JP2, joining us. Thanks so much for his time. Now let's go to Riverside in Williamston and talk with Brian Pascal, who was very quickly getting on my bad side because the other night on the TV side, he called WNCT a bad name, and then we couldn't find him. We were trying to get him on the air. Coach, you doing all right? Hey, look, some guys, right? I'm telling you, some guys. You called us the worst name you could call us. I mean, it, it's 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 a four letter word. I know it. I know it. Listen, you got to forgive me. You guys have been so good to us, and I hate doing that. But hey, my, my bad. And let's move on. Let's get past. It. All right, we'll we'll forget it. I thought I thought it was one of the funniest things we've had in a live shot because as soon as you said it, Ken Watlington, his reaction was like, "Oh my goodness," and my reaction was like, "Oh my goodness." But we got through it, and uh, the, the bad word was another television station, so I guess they'll take it in fun as well. But your Riverside Ball Club, the number eight seed in the 1A East Bracket, taking on North Edgecombe. What do you see in this Warriors team, Coach? Uh, well, I tell you, we actually scrimmaged them at the Tarver scrimmage in August, and uh, they beat us up pretty good. So we're 
obviously, you know, aware of what they can do and who they are, and, and we're leery of them. They do the things that cause us problems, which is run right at you. So we'll see how that irons out. And when you think about your bracket, Tarboro, obviously the top seed, and, and Tarboro is one of those teams that will actually run right at you as well, won't they? Oh, they will. And that's been, you know, we, we've lost one game this year, and it was a bad loss to Tarboro. But we've played a couple other teams like that that have given us real problems. So, um, you know, hopefully we've learned from it and can perform better, but we'll see. How do you like coaching at Riverside? Because it's kind of one of those odd deals that, that, that the school itself has a rich history in football. It just wasn't called Riverside back when you were, they were making history. It was Harold Robinson and it was, you know, coaches before that at Williamson. I still go to Williamson and look for the big green tiger, Paul, and, and it's just, it's just not the same. Well, it's not, you know, and, and it is, uh, what's left of, of this school is basically Williamson, um, Williamson students. Uh, so many of the other ones have gone other places, uh, down the road, Beargrass, and, and there's another charter school that's pulled some. So I wish we would go back, but I know it costs a lot of money to switch back and do things like that. But our history is with the Tigers, right? And those were good days, good years. They were great years. What's the key to winning this uh, week against North Edgecombe for you? Well, uh, you know, uh, we had a running back last week against Pamlico that carried about eight times for 320 yards. Uh, job last night. That's a crazy numbers. That is. And, uh, you know, if we can get that running game going again, maybe not to that extent, but if we can get it going again and open up some other stuff. But, I, you know, we, we are so fortunate to have Jim Bob Bryant on our staff, and he does such an incredible job. And, and uh, the guys that work with him, um, uh, Joseph Keys and – Tor Young, they do a great job offensively. So, you know, we feel like we're going to put some points up. It's can we get them stopped? Can we get at least the number of stops we need to, you know, get a win? So we'll see what it, what it pans out to, but we're excited about it. And the winner gets, of course, to go down and take a visit to Tarboro. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's your prize. <laughs> Come up with that second-round win, and you get to go see Coach Craddock, who's going to join us in just a few minutes and uh, play those Tarboro Vikings. But uh, you know, I, I talked to Jim Bob before the season started, and he was telling me about going down the offensive coordinator. And, you know, I, I just couldn't imagine, you know, what his magic on offense and how it was going to work. But, you know, it has worked for, for Riverside, hasn't it? Oh, listen, he, he is a really good guy. And, you know, he, he's not bringing a lot of ego into this thing, nor did I. And if either one of us did, it might not have worked. But he's he's really been good for our program. And so he's brought so many things to us that above and beyond offensive football. So we're thrilled with, with having him, and I hope he'll stay around, and we'll see how that works out. But he's really been a great addition. The kids have really bought into everything he's doing offensively. And so, you know, there was always that, that talent here, no question about it. And we had a really good year last year. Uh, for the first year, but you know, certainly we've taken a big step this year. Brian Pascal, the head football coach at Riverside. How, can you compare Riverside with some of your other stops, Washington, Conley, that kind of thing? I mean, how, how does that school compare? Well, you know, that's a great question. And the, one of the unique things about my career is I've been a head football coach at every level in this state, 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A. And, and the difference between those large schools like Dick Conley and Washington, we were 3A back then, the difference is that you have, you just don't quite have enough of anything at 1A. You don't have enough coaches. You don't have enough, you know, facilities need, need work or need addition. You just, you're always lacking something. You know, a lot of kids have to go both ways and that sort of thing. So it's, you know, it's, it's tough because one or two injuries and boom, there you go. You've lost four or six starters, you know. And so that, that side of 1A football makes it very tough. But the kids that we have that run around to Pete, they certainly could have played for me at Conley. Uh, would have loved to have had some of them there. Maybe we'd have done a little better in some of those big games, but um, we'll see. That's good stuff. Brian Pascal, the head coach at Riverside. His Riverside Knights taking on North Edgecombe, and you will play on Thursday. That's already been announced, so uh, get out there on Thursday for that second-round matchup. Coach, good luck for sure. Thanks so much for your time, and uh, go Knights. Appreciate you. Thanks a bunch. All right. Thanks so much, Brian Pascal at Riverside. We'll take another commercial break here on the Brian Bailey Show. Coming up next, Tarboro coach Jeff Craddock. He is the best, and we saved him for last. The GOAT coming up next. It's bow time. Why are Bojangles Chicken Supremes called Supremes? Well, with golden crispy chicken tenderloins this juicy, tender, and full of bold flavor, what else would you call them? Superbs? Nah, that would be weird. 
Get your Chicken Supremes combo today with a scratch-made biscuit, your choice of fixin', legendary iced tea, and have you heard there's a new sauce in town? Try our new creamy buffalo sauce when you get a Chicken Supremes combo today. It's bow time. Greenville Utilities Electric customers will soon be able to receive text notifications in the event of power outages. Enrollment is automatic, so make sure GUC has your cell phone number by signing into your account at GUC.com, then update the information in your user profile. Want to talk with someone instead? Call 252-752-7166 during business hours. 252-752-7166. Update us so we can update you. Visit GUC.com for more information. Before you hit the road this travel season, be sure to get your tires inspected by the Tire Guys at Greenville Auto World. The Greenville Auto World service team sells all the top brands and economy tires if you need a new set. Need an oil change, state inspection, or AC repair? Greenville Auto World can work on any type of vehicle, and the monthly oil change special is only $29.99. Make an appointment now by calling 364-8730. For award-winning service, trust Greenville Auto World. Seared Chop House is Greenville's only true chop house. We're open seven days a week. Seared combines a remarkable menu with an unrivaled atmosphere. Lunch or dinner at Seared is a quality-driven experience where we highlight a thoughtful approach to locally sourced ingredients and hearty, flavor-rich cuisine. We're firing up the grill at Seared, Greenville's only true chop house, located on Fire Tower Road at Bells Fork. Come see us at Seared seven days a week. I'm Donald Stocks, owner of Pip Marketing Science Print. We are your one-stop shop for just about anything printed. If we're not your go-to printer, please give us a call at 355-1636. We have over 80 five-star Google reviews and want you to be our next more than satisfied and well-pleased customer. Check us out at growitpip.com or stop in to see us at 3185 Mosley Drive in Greenville. Pip where business goes to grow. Familia on Fire Tower Road in Winterville has a brand new updated menu. Open from 4 to 9 Tuesday through Saturday and 11 to 9 on Sundays, Familia has a variety of pizza combinations and classic Italian dishes that are sure to tackle your taste buds. Enjoy Thirsty Thursdays with $3 drafts with several local brews on tap. And who doesn't love brunch? Familia has Sunday brunch from 11 to 2. Follow Familia on social media for their pizza of the week for just 12 bucks. Visit online at FamiliaNC.com. Familia, that's Italian for family. This is Roger Harris, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. Tarboro and Southeast Halifax will play their game on Thursday. Most of the high school football games are being moved to Thursday because of the threat of bad weather later in the week. Tarboro's fine head coach, Jeff Craddock, now joins us to preview that matchup with Southeast Halifax. Coach, uh, did you guys consider staying with Friday, or is it pretty easy to go ahead and go to Thursday? Oh, no. These choices are easy, believe it or not. We've already moved it to Thursday, so the the Mighty Vikings will be uh, kicking off Thursday at 7. The Mighty Vikings. I said it the other night on Touchdown Friday. I said the 1A bracket can sum it up in two words. Tarboro looms. And that's pretty much what everybody's thinking about. You know, in your situation, I would think it's very difficult because as as a Tarboro fan or a parent or, you know, they're making plans for each round of the playoffs. Like like they know they're going to be here. They know they're going to be here. And as coaches, you know you got to win a game to get to that next round. But that's got to be difficult because it's pretty much expected there, isn't it? It is. And, you know, the expectations doesn't bother me because that's it's kind of self-imposed expectations. When I took over the program in 2004, I told the boys in my first meeting that we're going to win state titles at Tarboro. I said, I don't know how many, but it's going to be quite a few. I don't know when, but we're going to start going on the path I've always always tell everybody to dream big. And so now, you know, the player's expectation is, you know, we want to win state titles. The coach's expectation is state titles. And, of course, that goes to your fan base. But also my staff and my players, we, you know, behind the scenes for us, it's just get better every day. It's right now Southeast Halifax is the only team even on our radar. And so, you know, we will completely be dialed in to play our best game 
So it's always about Tarboro getting better each and every week, and then at the end of the day, you see it was your best good enough, and, and that's all you can do. Tarboro at 9-1 and one on the season. The lone loss was to Hertford County earlier in the year. That was a high-scoring game. What did you come out of that game with? Um, well, if I could fire my whoever came up with that defensive game plan, I would fire that guy. But unfortunately, <laughs> it was me. <laughs> we, uh, they were just really good. You know, we uh, had a couple turnovers, but that's not an excuse. We obviously didn't play well enough defensively. Offensively, we hung right in there. And at the end of the game, we just ran out of time. We didn't have enough enough time. But the, their quarterback was absolutely phenomenal. Um, Coach has done a great job with their program over there. And, uh, you know, we just uh, we didn't play well enough to win. And I congratulated them after the game and uh, kind of put it behind us and just tried to get better. And I think uh, we've done a good job of that. As a defensive coordinator, if you're facing Tarboro and the Tarboro T, what do you do to try to stop that offense? Well, I, I can't put all my secrets out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, what's the key? What is the key to stopping? Can, can you stop it? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, but, you know, it basically, I, what I would do, I mean, I would whatever defensive scheme you run, is that's the defensive scheme I would run. It seems like so many teams – are coming up with seven threes or eight two ones and pack the box and put as many men on the line of scrimmage as possible. Um, you know, we're, we see a little bit of everything, and which makes us better coaches. But I think you just come into Tarboro, and you know, I think you want to contain our speed, and you and you know, you want to take away our big play uh, capability, and then you just read your keys and tackle well in space. But uh, like I said, I know what I would do <laughs> playing Tarboro, but. Uh, you know, but I'll, I'll leave that between me and then my coaching staff. Well, I'm no football genius, but I've seen enough of the Tarboro T. I know if you put seven or eight guys on that line of scrimmage trying to shut it down, that's when that fullback pops right through. And once he gets through, you know, there's nobody stopping him and he's gone. And I'm telling you, I tell all our videographers the same thing every year when they get ready to go to Tarboro. I said, look, shoot wide because you don't know where the ball is going to go. Because half the time, you know, it's one of those things that, that there's a fake here, fake here, a guy, and, and the guy that you're not shooting, He's the guy in the end zone, and that's what usually happens. <laughs> yeah, we try to keep you camera guys on your toes, you know what I mean? I'm telling you, I, I've, I've seen night and I had a guy two years ago who, who went to his first game at Tarboro, and he shot it like he was shooting NFL films. I couldn't believe it. He, he got every every play right, and I couldn't believe that he was able to do that, but he, he was able to pull it off. But it is a very difficult offense to to keep up with. The sleight of hand is, is so much fun to watch, and uh, and the guys buy into it, and those guys start running the Tarboro T. I went by, I was in Tarboro recently, I went to one of the daycares, and they were running it outside in the daycare. They were running the Tarboro Tarboro T at two and three years old. <laughs> they really do. If you would, if you would come to like our rec ball, uh, they play Saturdays at ten o'clock in the morning. We're always up in here breaking down film for the next game, but I always make it a point to go outside and and see the kids. You know, we had about thirty thirty five on you know JV rookie JV and varsity, and all of them are running the T. They play at home. You know, they got white helmets with the little purple horns, and then of course when they get right to the middle school. That's exact. I mean, the middle school coaches, I coached all of them, and they run the exact system, you know, defensively, offensively, special teams. And then, of course, they come to the JV and, you know, come to me. So I, I just need to not screw them up. As long as I don't screw us up, we're usually all right. I tell you what, you haven't screwed up much in your career. I and mean, back to back state championships and always fun to watch Tarver, always fun to talk to you. What's the key to beating Southeast Halifax coming up on Thursday night? Yeah, we just got to do what we do. They're well coached. Uh, we, we know their staff. A couple others. One of your young men on there uh, played football at Tarboro quite a few years ago. But you know, when it comes to the playoffs, you got to eliminate penalties, and you don't want to have costly turnovers. You know, it's all about you know playing a sound, fundamental football game, all three phases. And if you do that, uh, you usually have a pretty good chance of winning a lot of games. Jeff Craddock, the head coach at Tarboro, joining us. Coach, thanks so much for your time. Good luck in round two of these state playoffs, and maybe we'll talk to you again before the state finals down the road. Okay, I hope so, and thank you so much for your coverage. I do appreciate it.
All right, Jeff Craddock, the head coach at Tarboro, joining us. Uh, once again, most of the games, as we have been able to find out today, have been moved to Thursday. Uh, some of the ones that we know of, Tarboro, as Coach Craddock just said, they will play Thursday night. Riverside also will certainly play on Thursday night. Uh, in 2A play, Wallace Rose Hill and Elizabeth City Northeastern will play up in Elizabeth City. That game has already been moved to Thursday night. Haven't heard yet on Green Central and Nash Central, which is a big game. The Rams, the 13th seed, and haven't heard yet on Holmes and Whiteville. Edenton Holmes is the 14 seed as far as that goes. And in the two-way East bracket, James Keenan, the 15 seed, and East Duplin, the two seed. That's a huge matchup in that East Central two-way rematch as far as that one goes. Hogwarts and New Bern, I didn't hear anything from Coach Now as far as uh, playing Thursday or Friday, but probably moving to Thursday. And as we said earlier in the show, uh, J.H. Rose will certainly play 7.30 on Thursday down in Fayetteville against 71st. want to thank our great lineup of coaches for being with us today. Will Bland, the head coach at J.H. Rose, Toy Now at Newburn, Brian Paschal at Riverside, Chris Cherry at South Central, Sean Murphy at JP2, and Jeff Craddock at Tarboro for being a part of our show today. We'll see you back here next week on the Brian Bailey Show. Have a great sports week, everybody. This has been the Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Boston Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, BMS Builders, Seared Chop House, The Gavigan Agency, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio.